everyone, welcome back to the Charging Podcast and thank you for tuning in again. This week we decided to do something special. I invited two of my really good friends onto the podcast, uh, one of which is Jake Davis, who's going to be a doctor, and the other of which is Alex Lott, who is a co-founder of Double Moose Sports Podcast, where he talks about all things fantasy football and NFL and college football. I had them on because we decided to do uh, a fun episode this week. It's the Super Bowl Sunday special. We just wanted to talk about you know what's going to happen for the Super Bowl. Uh, wanted to make things fun, take a step back from uh, having such deep, intense interviews. But also, we announced a little fun contest at the end of the episode. So if you listen till the end of the episode, you'll hear about the contest. And uh, that contest has a pretty sweet prize with it. But... With that being said, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for tuning in. Be sure to uh, like and subscribe. Follow us on social media so you can stay up to date on the episodes that are being released. And then also my buddy Alex Lott, he's got a really good thing going with Double Move Sports Podcast. It's actually where I go and get all of my fantasy football intel for for pretty much all things football. So be sure to check out him and Steph Albiero who have put that together. It's a great platform. You can find it on Instagram and YouTube and then other podcast platforms. So once again, thank you all for tuning into the podcast. Hope you enjoy the show. This is a fun one. Uh, and this is the Trying Podcast. That sucker about a fist away from your face. Okay. And uh, here, you can kind of jerk yeah. that thing around, whatever's comfortable. These are fancy. I can hear Jake nice and crispy. Good. Yeah, good, good. Nice. All I right. Like here we go. You ready? Let's do it. We're what freaking we, here. What are we talking about? We're talking about the freaking Super Bowl. Okay. The This is a Super Bowl special for the Triune Podcast, and I've got none other than the Oracle himself, Alex Lott from Double Move Sports Fantasy Football Podcast. And you talk about basketball too, don't you? No? Uh, mostly football for now. Um, okay, cool. But hey, basketball could be in the cards in the future. Who knows? Cool. Cool, bro. Well, dude, I just kind of wanted to do this episode to kind of make things fun a little bit, talk about, you know, this upcoming Super Bowl and – just a lot of different things and just kind of have the boys on the podcast because I missed y'all and I love y'all. So thanks dude, for coming on. Dude. I'm happy to be here. Like, I can't believe it took you this long to ask me to come on the podcast. What the heck, man? <laughs> I like freaking asked Jake to like come on to the podcast last minute today. And he's like, are you sure you want me on this? Podcast? And I was like, yeah, uh, I was going to say, I think Alex has a little bit more um of a reason to be invited having his own podcast i'm just kind of the random guy that likes watching football so hopefully well, i can know. help contribute a little bit to the conversation no worries but it'll be a good time yeah but i seriously i i did a little bit of grinding and like you know how little i watch sports but i still like 
the Super Bowl's fun for everybody and everybody gathers around whether they watch football all year or not to either see those funny commercials or to see like two of the best teams in the league finally go at it to see the the champion is but I'm glad we get to talk about this but before we do that a little bit uh go ahead and tell everybody about double move sports so that everybody can figure out where they're going to get their fantasy intel from now on and uh, just tell a little bit about yourself yeah um Steph Albiero some of you might know him some of you might not we he's a good friend of ours from high school you know we're big football fans we play in a fantasy football league that's pretty intense with Jake himself so um, a little over a year ago decided to start a nice fantasy football podcast called Double Move Sports like Drew said we've been grinding for a little over a year now Um, we talk about fantasy football just general NFL football all sorts of stuff it's been a lot of fun just kind of like a a passion thing on the side, but we've grown a, a, a little mini following that's that's been fun to uh, to kind of communicate with. So we're on YouTube, Double Move Sports, and that's primarily where you know we post all of our content and interact with people and stuff like that. So check us out if you if you're a football fan. Cool, bro. Cool. Well, all right. So Super Bowl Sunday is coming up this weekend. I've prepared a list of questions. I'm gonna go ahead and kind of get started on a couple of questions. And basically just share your opinion, give whatever intel you want or just whatever you think people ought to know. But this was my first question. And I actually asked a bunch of people at work what they thought about this Super Bowl Sunday. So basically this Super Bowl seems to be uh, an elite quarterback showdown. You've got Tom Brady who after this Super Bowl, it's pretty much going to put the exclamation mark on the the greatest of all time. And then you've got Patrick Mahomes, who is what, 25? Something uh, around that. 25, 26 yeah. years old. Uh, yeah. So he's our age. And he is like entering the largest uh, game in the world for the second time as a defending champ. With that million dollar man. $500 million. Highest paid player in the league, right? But he doesn't have a podcast. But he doesn't have a podcast. That I know. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, who's doing better at life here? You know, <laughs> but, <laughs> but with that being said, Tom Brady has had six Super Bowl appearances or six Super Bowl victories, actually. And Patrick Mahomes is the defending champ of this Super Bowl. With that being said, who do you think is carrying more momentum going into this game on Sunday? I'll go first. I think it's definitely Mahomes. I think uh, the Chiefs are the favorite. I mean, Mahomes is like the new hotness. People always want the new shiny toy on the block. I mean, Brady is tried and true, and he's done it for years. And we'll get into picks later, I'm guessing. And, you know, we might have some hot takes to sprinkle in there on who's going to win the game. But Mahomes, like, you know, first season as a starter wins the MVP. Second season (laughs) comes out and gets hurt halfway through the year still has a great season, wins the Super Bowl, wins the Super Bowl MVP. Now he's back in the Super Bowl. Like, there's no reason to think that Mahomes is slowing down anytime soon. Or Brady, he's done it for a while, but he's shown some signs of weakness. They fell flat on their face a couple times this year. They lost to Chicago earlier this season, but I don't think any of us had much of a doubt that they could make it to the Super Bowl. So mm. I think Mahomes has the momentum. He's been riding it for, you know, three years, but – it's going to be an interesting game. It's, I mean, this is probably the matchup a lot of us would have would have picked out before the season, which is exciting. Yeah. So along with that, saying that you know uh, Mahomes has more momentum, 
which team do you think would be, and this is a, this is a fan question. Which team do you think would be a better comeback from behind team? If they got, you know, a couple, uh, if they got a lead stacked up on them. I'll Jake take that one. Uh, I think that kind of goes along with the first question, but I think you got to go with the Chiefs there as well. I mean, we saw uh, really their whole playoff run last year. They had what those – well, all three of the games were come from behind, and especially that Texans game. I mean, they were – what mm-hmm. were they like down 20 like 20, 24? Some, I mean, it was 24 mm-hmm. nothing or something like that. Um, and came back pretty easily and then ended up winning by multiple touchdowns. So, I mean, the firepower on that team is ridiculous. Um, they can come back from any lead. No lead is safe. So, I would say the Chiefs there as well. Okay, cool. So, shifting from quarterbacks for a little bit into defense, uh, a question from my cousin Cameron, who played football in college. He wants to know which team has the defensive scheme that is set up to stop the other offensive weapons on the on the opposing team. Which defensive scheme is better set up to stop the offense? I, I think it's got to be the Chiefs. I mean, the Chiefs – the Chiefs' defense has been really good at shutting down wide receivers this mm. season. Yes, they're a high-scoring team, so you think like, oh, that means you know, if they score a ton of points, the other team's going to throw it a bunch. But they actually are pretty good against wide receivers. And the Bucks, you look at their receivers, Evans, Godwin, Antonio Brown with Brady, like that's their strong point. And if you look at the Bucks' defense, they're a pretty good run-stopping team. Like it's very, very difficult to run against the Bucks. The Chiefs don't run the ball at all, though. They throw the ball like 50 times a game, so it's not a big deal. The Bucks pass D can be beat, so I think the Chiefs are actually going to have their way there in the passing game. So, for me, I think the Chiefs actually match up a little bit better um, on the defensive side of the ball, and because of that, also on the offensive side of the ball. Mm. Okay, cool. So, position-to-position matchup, who has the advantage, would you say? Jake, what do you think? I'd say uh, receivers. Oh, man, it's so tough. Tight end's easy. Uh, yeah. Um, and I was going to say kind of an interesting, um, I think like kind of to get off track a little bit, but another interesting storyline from this game, um, you've potentially got, I think the two best tight ends of all time, maybe, I mean, I think both of these top five with, uh, Gronk and now Travis Kelsey, the legacy he's building, mm-hmm. obviously Gronk's over the hill. So yeah, I mean, Travis Kelsey in his prime is a much better tight end than, um, Gronk is kind of a shell of what he once was, even though he still can make plays out there. Um, but yeah, that's kind of another interesting storyline, I think, is two legendary tight ends out there with these quarterbacks. Yeah. But yeah, Chiefs tight end for sure. Um, I guess we're talking just skill positions, right? Yeah, skill positions. Uh, receivers, that's a much tougher question because they're two very good receiving cores. Yeah. Alex, what do you think? Yeah. I mean, if you look at the top receiver, you got Tyreek Hill the whole. Um, I think you go with the Bucks. They're three deep. I mean, Antonio Brown, arguably one of the best receivers of all time. You got Evans and Godwin who are, are pro bowlers as well. So on the Chiefs side of the ball, I mean, Nicole Hardman might make a play here and there. Sammy Watkins. Um it's coming back off an injury. I don't even know if he's going to be super healthy for this game anyway. So receivers, I'd probably give it to the Bucks. Running back, I love Ronald Jones on the Bucks, so I'm going to give it to them. I think Fournette sucks, and it's 
sad to see that he's actually played good in the playoffs because I, I really like Ronald Jones and I think Fournette is is uh, a big fatty, um, for lack of a better <laughs> word. But you know, I think uh, at the quarterback, you got to go with Patrick Mahomes right now. Hmm. Yep. Yeah. Right, cool. I uh, I think I would agree with all of those takes. Um, yeah, the Chiefs probably have the best. Tyree Kill is top five receiver in the league, so they've got the top end, but just the depth the Bucks can bring with elite receivers all the way through. And even Scotty Miller is their fourth option when Antonio Brown's healthy, and he made a really big play in the last game. So they've mm. got a lot of depth there and can beat you a lot of different ways. Cool. Well, with uh, talking about all that and skill players and everything, Another question that one of my coworkers wanted to ask was, who do you think is an under-the-radar playmaker for both teams? That's a good question. Very interesting. Jake, I'll let you go first. I got mine, but I'll let you pick first. Um, let's see. I've got one. So there's two kind of interesting players for folks. I'll say um, – I actually think Gronk is one. Um, Gronk, like I said, he's over the hill. He's definitely not the primary playmaker for the Bucks, like he once was for the Pats. But he uh, made one really big play, like a 40-yard catch um, in the game against the Packers, their last game. And it was kind of like right when they needed to call that play, no one was expecting him to go to Gronk. And he made a really big play when it was important. So mm. I think he could make a couple big plays that could be really important. And then, um, as I already pointed out, Scotty Miller, can he's like um, definitely seems like a player defenses underestimate, but he can make some plays as well. Mm. Um, let's see, for the Chiefs, they're a little bit tougher because I think I'm going to go Michael Hardman there. I mean, he's yeah. the guy that can come out and like Michael Hardman. So many games, you'll see him not make a single catch or he'll get targeted one time, but he could literally take any play to the house. He's uh, he could have two catches for 150 yards and two touchdowns. He could have a punt return for a touchdown. So I think if Hardman can make a big play or two, that's going to potentially make a huge difference in the game. Mm. Yep. Cool. So uh, along with that as well, uh, Tom Brady gets a home field advantage. I heard this is the very first time in Super Bowl history that uh, they're actually having the Super Bowl at a home team's field. Um, do you think this is going to be a factor at all? For sure. I mean, it's the Bucks need every advantage they can get. So I wouldn't say it's going to be enough to where it's actually going to change, you know, the outcome of the game necessarily. But I think for the Bucks, you're at home. You're going through your normal pregame routine in your same stadium. You're not traveling. Like, all of that stuff helps. Like, if you think about if you're running a big race or if you're playing in a big game, you know, in this case, playing in a big game, whatever it is, if you're about to perform, you know, singing or dancing or whatever you do, like, if you have a routine you do every single time and all of a sudden you're traveling across the country, staying in a, you know, place you don't know, getting ready in a different way than you normally get ready, like, could have an impact on the game. So maybe we'll see the Chiefs come out um, a little bit flat. Who knows? I know they're going to have 20,000 or so fans at the stadium. I'm guessing they're going to skew towards the Bucks. That affects the game a little bit as well. But, um, you know, it's not going to change the way I pick the game necessarily. I'm not going to factor it um, too heavily, but it definitely gives the Bucks a little bit of an advantage for sure. Hmm. 
Yeah, I will be actually very interested to see how that um, fan base views because even though it is in Tampa, it's the Super Bowl, and I would definitely venture to say the Chiefs fan base in general is a much broader yeah. fan base than the Buccaneers. I mean, they've just got a much more storied franchise, and um, Chiefs fan base um, I think will definitely – show out and um tampa's not a bad place to travel mm -hmm. so um it'll be interesting to see if it actually does skew towards the bucks or if they get a lot of chiefs fans in there mm. okay so also what is being reported is that inclement weather might happen so there's gonna might be a rainy game so we've got a home field advantage and a rainy game uh two-part question which team do you think will perform better in inclement rain and if there is, you know, injury or anything like that that occurs, uh, a question from Cameron Looper is which team's secondaries have the upper hand? All right. All right. So first, what, who's going to perform better in a rainy game? To me, yeah. it's probably the Bucks, just because, I mean, Brady played in New England for 20 years, and whenever it was a snow game or anything like that, like Brady always had the advantage, like they practice in the snow. So for Brady alone, I mean, the quarterback is the biggest part of your team, so I think he's ready for that. But I think the Chiefs would handle it just fine. Um, and then the second part of the question, which secondary would be the most prepared for a rainy game? Yeah. I have no, I have no idea. <laughs> I mean – at that point, I feel like that question is all just like speculation. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I think uh, Mahomes is going to sling it regardless. So the Bucks defense, they got to be prepared for Mahomes one way or another. And I think on the flip side, I think they're going to prepare for the quarterbacks the same way. So yeah. I think it might benefit the Bucks a little bit because the Chiefs throw the ball probably, you know, 80% of the time. It's not actually 80%, but they throw the ball way more as far as like their breakdown goes between the run and the pass. So I would think if they're forced to run the ball a little more, if the throwing game for both sides is a little bit tougher, I would think that the Bucks defense has a little bit of an advantage. But, you know, hmm. I think these guys are going to come out and ball out. So not going to read into it too much. Cool. Cool. Well, so it sounds like you're pretty much favoring the Chiefs to win this game. Uh, what do you think it's going to take then for the Bucks to pull out a victory here? Is it going to take a lot or is it going to be pretty close? Jake, what do you think? Uh, I mean, I certainly, I, I would favor the Chiefs as well, but, um, I mean, you count on Brady time and time again, and then he comes through. So I just think for the Bucks to win, it's going to take, um, Brady being Brady, um, making some magical plays, which he always seems to be able to do in these big moments. So it certainly could happen and he might have, um, one more magical game left in the tank. And then, um, along with that, probably, the Chiefs, um, we've seen them at times kind of be slow starters. Mm -hmm. um, so if they got down, um, I mean, like I said before, they can still come back, but maybe they just like the Bucks make some plays early, the Chiefs get down, and then Brady's just able to hold on and hold them off. Um, I would say that's probably the recipe. Okay. I actually have the Bucks to win. So I know it's a hot take. Um, but go. something about it, man, I just have a feeling. I just have a feeling Brady's going to win it. You know, if you're asking for a score, I'm going 30 to 27 bucks. Oof. Um, and I know the Chiefs are favored. Every Like, everything points towards the Chiefs. But I, I just have this feeling that Brady's going to come out and 
and do what he can do. So I, I do think what Jake said is true too. I think uh, they're going to have to get an early lead. I think the probable game script is going to be if the Bucks are going to win, they're going to have to get out to a lead. Mahomes is going to come back. Brady's going to have to hold them off. I don't see it happening the other way around, but yeah, hot take there. I got the Bucks. Cool. See what he was doing? He was all the other questions just setting you up for that hot take. But uh, I seriously. acted like he was going to pick exactly. the whole time. I like that. <laughs> cool. So some people have said this, and I'm wondering, Alex, in your opinion, is this a fair statement to say? Some people have said that, you know, everyone was under the impression that Bill Belichick made Tom Brady the quarterback that he is today. But now seeing Tom Brady take a, a pretty soft and unperforming team all the way to the Super Bowl, and then Bill Belichick having a losing record this year, would it be a fair statement to say that Tom Brady uh, pretty much made his made his own path in the NFL? Yeah, I mean, that's I think that's why he went to Tampa Bay. I think he had something to prove. A couple of years left in the tank, and he was sick of it, and he just wanted a new start, and it's warm in Tampa. So I think uh, everything kind of aligned for him to make that move. But, yeah, it's all Brady, man. Cool. Same thing? Yeah, I mean, I think obviously it's it doesn't break down that simple. Um, I still think Bill's a great coach. And obviously to do sure. what they did, it was, it was both. Um, yeah. But I don't think yeah, anyone sure. who really knew football believed that um, Tom Brady won six Super Bowls all because of Bill Belichick and he wasn't any good. I think we all knew that he was a great yeah. quarterback and he just went and proved it. Yeah. Um, and we saw with Bill Belichick, you can be a great coach, but you need a quarterback in the NFL. Mm. Um, and he didn't have a good one this year. Yeah. So with that being said, then Tom Brady's got something to prove. If he wins the Super Bowl this year, is it time for him to hang up the cape? Or in your opinion, is it, should he see what he still has left in the tank? I mean, he's already said the second this game's over, he's getting ready for next year. So I, he's not going to retire either way. Um, but it's funny, a couple of years ago, he said in an interview that he thinks he can play until he's 45. And wow. first of all, that's like my bones are breaking and I can barely walk up the stairs today because I did a very light leg day two days ago and I'm 25. So the <laughs> fact that he thinks he can play until 45 is crazy. And more recently, he did an interview. Do you think now that you're in the Super Bowl, you're 43, going to be 44 next season, do you think you can play past 45? And he's like, I sure hope I can. I think I might have it in the tank. So we might, who knows? We could see the first 50 year old quarterback. I don't know if it's the plant based diet. You know, Madison is he a vegan? Is trying to push the plant. He he's the plant man. That's what they call him. Yeah. So I know. You know, my wife's been pushing the plant based stuff on me lately. And if Tom Brady's doing it and he's playing NFL quarterback at age 45, I don't know. I might have to cave. We'll see. Okay. I've been pushing back pretty hard, but we'll see. <laughs> Cool. So, yeah, he's got, you know, in his mind, he's got another two years left in the tank. Who's the oldest quarterback of all time, by the way? <laughs> Probably about to be Tom Brady. It's uh, a good uh, question. The, Probably Vinny Testaverde. I mean, the oldest one actually playing, I would say, is definitely Brady. I don't know if some backup quarterback just held on, like, being the locker room guy for into their fifties or something. I could see that. Yeah. Uh, well, it's, it's good that we have the internet. It's George Blanda retired at the age of 48. Whoa. There you go. Was he a starting quarterback all through his career? I think he was a backup at that time. The oldest starting quarterback in NFL history, Steve DeBerg, 44 years old, almost 40, 
five. So mm-hmm. Brady's getting there. He's getting close. Yeah. He's about to break that record. Well, cool. Well, uh, is there any other uh, sort of hot takes or, or information or statements that you want to throw out there for what you think is going to occur during the Super Bowl? Um, hmm. No, I think I'm, uh, I think, I, I think I'm good. And I think the Bucks winning is, is the hot take for me for the night. But before we do go, Drew, I want to ask you something. Ooh. I want to know if you could have three snacks at your Super Bowl party, what are they going to be? Bro. All right. So Jake, Chase, I, want, I want to hear from you next. You're not off the hook here. Chase made this uh, brisket enchilada for Friendsgiving this year. And that was so fire that I'm pretty sure I wanted to, to <laughs> be at the Super Bowl party this, this weekend. Uh, I'm going to have to also play it safe and go with my signature Twizzlers that I always have at movie theaters. <laughs> I gotta have Twizzlers around. That's a terrible thing. <laughs> of all the things in the world. <laughs> I just, if I'm enjoying myself, <laughs> I want my, <laughs> I want my Twizzlers there. I may be six years old, but I love my Twizzlers. (laughs) But then to just really go the complete opposite direction, uh, Buffalo dip is always a must for me at Super Bowls. (laughs) What were your snacks going to be? Well, I want to hear from Jake first, but Um, I mean, I don't have these kind of snacks, but pizza and wings would be my one and two. Um, uh, Definitely boneless wings would be I mean, actually, I can't say that because I love pizza, too. Yeah, those would be my one and two. And then um, after that, I don't even know if I need anything else. Um, probably just, some kind of, just say Sour oh, Patch Kids. Let's go like chips and guac for my third one. <laughs> oh, okay. guac. Yeah. All right. I'll bring, it, I'll bring it home here. I got buffalo chicken dip at number one. Number two is going to be, you know, some nice boneless wings. Get some uh, gill spice in there, but not too hot. We're trying to have a good time. And number three is the purple Doritos. And I know they're like spicy, sweet chili or something like that. But to yeah. me, they are purple flavored and they're fire. I'll eat them in Those are, are you Are you making the wings yourself or are you getting them from somewhere? Heck no. I'm buying them. I don't know. I don't know where, where but um, hmm. Rooster says my favorite boneless wings. You know where my favorite boneless wings of all time are? Or uh, boned wings? Domino's. Really? Domino's has the most fire flats and drumsticks I've ever had in my life. I can't get over it. But yeah, wow. if I if I had a choice, that's where I'd be getting my wings at. Interesting. Well, you can have fun with your wings and your Twizzlers, man. <laughs> <laughs> You're so upset that I said Twizzlers. <laughs> But yeah, where are you getting your wings? Oh man, um, uh, I don't know. Just I I don't know. I'll figure it out. Yeah, there's uh, not beat ups. I'll say that not beat ups. Um, there's a few good spots up here, more local spots up in Baltimore where I am right now. So um, mm. probably just go to one of these pizza joints. There's this place. It's weird. I live in Maryland, and there's a place around the corner called California Pizza. No, it's not California Pizza Kitchen. I'm like, we are in Maryland, so why do you have yeah. a local joint called California? 
California pizza, but there's a lot of places around here, really good wings. A lot of bars around here have good wings. So probably some nice, uh, some nice takeout. I wonder if, uh, I wonder if like crab cakes in Maryland is a tradition at Super Bowl parties. Probably is. I probably have to do some investigating. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Hey, here's, I am moving to Tampa next week where the Super Bowl is. So might have to do one last uh, shebang here with some, some crab cakes and football for Super Bowl Sunday. So speaking of that, when I went up to Baltimore to visit Alex, he took us to the seafood place and we got this, um, was it crab or lobster stuffed? Crab pretzel? Yeah, this crab stuffed pretzel. Oh my gosh, that was one of the best things I've ever eaten. I'm going to have to check this out. That was so good. It's delicious. Nice. So other Super Bowl traditions, Buffalo dip is obviously one of them. What would be another Super Bowl tradition for either of you? Well, Super Bowl tradition, um, have some friends over. I mean, obviously we got some COVID stuff going on this year, but safely have some friends over, have a good time, try to enjoy some commercials. I feel like the commercials are overrated really quickly. Drew, Jake, both of you, commercials for the Super Bowl, overrated or underrated? I didn't know if I was ever going to bring this up, but to me it's like it's kind of really lost uh, They're all lost stupid. taste over the years. Yep. Literally, I, I think like the last like Super Bowl commercial that I laughed at, I think I was maybe in middle school. Like I remember yeah. getting so excited to see funny Super Bowl commercials and then it just really plateaued and like they kept like beating this dead horse and like none of it's funny to me anymore. It's true. What about you? Sad but true. Sad but true. Um, halftime show, overrated or underrated? I will say I do expect better from the weekend this year than we've had in the past. So I am uh, kind of excited to see that. I heard he poured 7 million of his own money into the halftime show. Oh, wow. Cause he said he wanted it to be like what he envisions. So I think you're right, man. Those are going to be some blinding lights. Yeah. La- <laughs> okay. Last year. Obviously. I know for a fact you thought of this hours before <laughs> the show ever started. I know for a fact you did that. Dang on it. <laughs> I can't believe you just did that. <laughs> man. Should, oh, man. We just end on that. We should, just walk away. Just walk away. Oh, man. Well, yeah, I think I don't even remember who did last year's Super Bowl, but uh, was it Maroon 5? or yeah, the last year's was Shakira and J-Lo. Oh yeah, last year's was was rough, and they yeah just basically they like ruined it. Stripped on stage. Right yeah, they were like, yeah, there was it was just a pole dancing thing. I think the year before that though was Adam Levine, and he basically did the same thing. Yes. So Correct. yeah, but see, like, what's crazy to me is those two things, like back to back years, that happened, but Justin Timberlake and Janet Jackson that one year where he like ripped the the uh the pad off of her outfit and like exposed like her boob they almost got like banned from the music industry now it's like if you don't do that it's like a lame party or something <laughs> but <laughs> that's just my what else day. is a lame party drew a party with twizzlers as the number one snack so <laughs> i'm gonna take that back let me go ahead and just sub out a different snack all right let me just let me just make up for this, okay? 
What did you and, say? Pizza, wings, and guac? Dang. I said buffalo dip, and then I said, what else did I say? I said Chase's uh, uh, brisket enchilada. I'm going to go with instead. Um, have you ever had mango salsa, Alex? Yeah. That is steady fire right. for me. And I would love to have that like consistently around me during the Super Bowl party. But yeah. Well, certainly. Does so that better. redeem does that redeem me? Better. Better. <laughs> yeah. It's acceptable. Nice. Cool. Well, another fan question that I actually had, Cameron Looper, just you know, he was firing them at me like wow. before we got the show started. He wants to know for everybody, what was your favorite Super Bowl moment of all time? I mean, mine was back in 2006. You know, it's crazy. That was 15 years ago. We were in the um, sixth grade. But Brady, it's crazy Brady is still playing because my Super Bowl memory from 15 years ago, it was so great because Brady did not ruin this year for me. Like, I was, I'm a big Colts fan. He ruined so many years for me because he beat Manning in the playoffs every single time. And in 2006, the Colts finally made it to the Super Bowl. They're playing the Chicago Bears. Opening kickoff happens. Devin Hester on the Bears returns it for a touchdown. And I'm like, okay, we lost. It sucks. It's all over. I'm going to cry and run to my room now. Um, yes, I was 11 years old. And yes, I still would have done that. But um, Colts <laughs> came back, won the game. Only Colts Super Bowl I've gotten to witness. And it's uh, glad that I got to do so. So for me, it's got to be that Colts dub. Nice. What about you, man? Oh. I don't know if it's my favorite. One of the ones I still remember, and I don't remember what year it was, but it was the year the Giants beat the Patriots, and there was the oh, was um, famous, uh, what's his, David Tyree catch, his helmet catch. I mean, that was probably, that's like, I still remember watching that, and um, the fact that they beat Brady that way, and um, for some reason, no one has Tom Brady's number except for Eli Manning, of all people, Yeah. Um, to beat him twice, so... Um, yeah, that would probably be mine. I feel that. Uh, I had to think about this for a while, but like one thing that was kind of amazing to watch, and this was, I was at Michael Hawkins, uh, Super Bowl party, but it was when the Patriots were playing the Falcons, I believe. And they came back from so far behind that, like, we were watching it, and I was like, I, like I've never seen a comeback like that before in my entire life. And I was like, surely like they won't go all the way and ter completely turn this game around. And they did. And like, for me, I was like, that is, that was absolutely nuts. But yeah, that must've been probably one of my favorite Super Bowl moments. But yeah. So with that being said, brother, uh, this has been awesome having you on the podcast, double move sports, you know, appearing on the podcast and everything. I just want to tell anybody that is listening. Uh, if you are looking for some fantasy football Intel, double move sports is the place to go. Uh, you can find them on Instagram and YouTube and everything. And bro, you're awesome. Thank you so much for being on the show. Uh, before we wrap things up though, we're going to announce a little contest real quick for anybody that's been listening and has enjoyed the show. What we're going to do is we're going to, once we post this episode and this video, we're going to have a contest where if, you know, you follow and everything, you follow Double Move Sports, you follow Triune Podcast, if you comment in the YouTube video, 
what you think the score is going to be and who you think wins. Whoever is the closest in this prediction is going to get two $25 gift cards to main event. We'll call out the winner in the next episode and uh, yeah, may the best man win. But Alex, thanks for being on the show, man. I really appreciate it. Man, thanks for having me. It's a blast. I uh, yeah. hope I can can make it back in the future. Who knows? Maybe we'll find find some time to get you on double move. Talk about some uh, some sports stuff. We'll see what you can do there. I know we don't we don't cover pole vaulting very often, but we'll see what we can figure out. Hey, if you if you talk if you want to talk about jujitsu, I'm your guy. But anything else, you know, I'm, I've got to, I've got to bring in a wingman for it. So, <laughs> but thanks brother. Thank you for being on the show. Jake, thanks for being on the show, man. I know it was last minute. Thanks for coming out here. Yeah, man. First podcast ever. So yeah, man. Pretty cool. <laughs> all right. Thanks everybody. We'll see y'all next time.